FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Minds are in the right place. What do you say? All right. We're going to be looking at the book of Genesis. What book do we say, everybody? Genesis, the ninth chapter. Genesis chapter 9. And we're going to go ahead and turn to the ninth chapter. We're going to be looking at verses 11 through to 17. And when you have it, just go ahead and stand with me reverently as we read God's word. I'm reading from the King James Version. Genesis, the ninth chapter, verses 11 through 17. Dear gracious and kind Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to read your word, understand your word, and you've given us the unction from your Holy Spirit to be engrafted in the beloved. Bless us now as we read through scripture and let this word go forward, Lord, and we know that it will not return unto you void. So bless us now. Bless me, God, as you would use me to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The 11th verse of the ninth chapter of Genesis. Does everyone have it? Yes. Praise the Lord. And we're reading. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the rainbow shall be in the cloud. And I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Amen. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. You may be seated. Thank you, Sister Hudson, for the playing today. God bless you and we appreciate you today. And I thank all of you, uh, Elder Talley, for singing today. Praise the Lord. I would like to talk with us just for a short moment, brothers and sisters, on our text as we look at and observe this sign of God to Noah as we deal with the subject entitled Reminders. Yeah. Reminders. We know that sometimes in the day and age in which we live, if you have a cell phone, go ahead and lift your cell phone up in the air right quick. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right. I didn't ask you to turn it on or open it up to talk to anybody. Just ask you to raise your cell phone up. That's all right. It's all right to smile in the house of God. Amen. So we today, <laughs> brothers and sisters, we today, we have reminders set on our cell phones. We have reminders set on our cell phones to tell us when different events will happen. 
different appointments that we have to go to? Are you in the house, Myrna? Yes. Or have, it, it will remind us, sometimes our GPS will remind us that there are places that we have been, and since we're at home, it will think that that's the place in which we're going. It will remind us of how long it will take to get there, and it will remind us of how many miles it would take to get there. We're living in a day and age today that not too far from where we can remember the last, um, we used to use the other reminders, and some of us still do, that was created on accident called sticky notes. Sticky notes were an accident. If you go back and read 3M, go back and Google 3M, you will discover that sticky notes weren't, they weren't manufactured to do what they do right now. Yes, but we applaud them, hallelujah, because we put some of them on our refrigerators with notes on them. Don't eat this, this is mine. <laughs> Amen. We put them on our bedroom uh, mirrors. We put them on our bathroom mirrors. Don't take that today. <laughs> the medications I'm talking about. Don't take that today. Or the sticky note will say, you are out of this. Because we have to give ourselves what, everybody? Reminders. And then, <laughs> Elder Hudson, we have to send reminders of the reminders to remind us of things. Yeah, right. Amen, church. Yeah, that's what happens usually. But every now and then, we need reminders to get us back to where we need to be, not just in our business, not just in our work, not just dealing with school affairs, but on this Christian journey, we need to be reminded. Sometimes when we fall into places where it's difficult for us to understand that God is still able, we need to be reminded. What do you say? Amen. All too often the world reminds us of our devastating dilemmas. All too often the world reminds us of our corrupted circumstances. All too often, the world reminds us of our sizable situations that causes separation from Jesus. But I'm here to jog your memory this morning of the wonderful, of the marvelous, magnificent reminder of the rainbow. And one of them is that, you know, we see this thing, it has nothing to do with lucky charms, green clovers, blue diamonds, and purple horseshoes. They don't even have that commercial on anymore. But here in our text, brothers and sisters, we look here and find out what's happening, that in the end, in this text, verses 11 through 17, we're still in Genesis 9, that the flood had just ended. There was no return of the dove. And God gave Noah and his family, in verse 1, a declaration. He says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. God establishes the Noahic covenant, and he decided that Noah needed a sign. Well, I got a question to ask us today. Why would you think that Noah needed a sign? Well, if you've been through what Noah been through, you would need some sign from Jehovah, would you say? Let's look at just some of the pre-flood conditions just to go along with what we're talking about. Why would you think Noah need a sign? Well, first of all, you would have to consider that Noah was dealing in a corrupted world. 
that did not want to recall God to memory. I wonder what type of world we're living in today. We tell people, no, shh, no, that was just, that was just something that happened. No, that was God. <laughs> Where some of us are not in here, though. Noah was dealing with the 120-year evangelistic series. Did you hear what I said to you, Smyrna? A 120-year evangelistic series, and nobody was baptized. God gave Noah the blueprints to build an ark. He builds an ark, and he didn't go to Lowe's nor Home Depot. He built this ark in his backyard. He prepares food for everybody that could have been placed on the ark animals as well. He was working with a three-man crew the whole time. Now, I know some of you will probably say, well, no, Pastor, that's not true. There were others that come and help him to build the ark. Yes, that is so. But the main ones who were hired to build the ark were Ham, Shem, and Japheth. A three-man crew to build a ship this big. There were no funds coming from the organization to fund the building of this ark. There were no federal funds, help us Lord, coming from the government, I ain't got time to go there now, to help him to build this ark. He didn't even receive any state funding to help him to build this ark. He had no strategic plan given him by the state, nor the government, mm, to help him to build this ark. Only thing that he was given was the blueprints, a promise that it was going to rain, and how long it was going to rain. Watch this. And he had never seen rain before. Wow, what a promise. And when you read the Bible thoroughly through, you will discover after listening to the pre-flood conditions, he needed a sign. You heard all this? Well, the, the world is like this, check mark. Yeah, and uh, you know, you just going, no money coming from here. You want me to build it in my backyard? I got the blueprints, but, and it's going to rain? What is that? Never mind, God, let me go on. Uh, <laughs> it's going to rain for how long? 40 days and 40 nights, water falling from the sky? Wow, that's going to be a lot of water. Okay, all right, Lord. And he finished it and completed it. And when, when you fast forward to the other part of the story, he needed a sign. He needed a promise, and he needed a reminder. Well, in verse 11 of our text, it simply says this to us. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. Verse 12, God informs Noah this token of the covenant will be for perpetual generations. The word perpetual means forever. In other words, fast forward 2019 version, you're not going to ever see me destroy the whole world by water ever again. And I can just hear Noah talking in his mind like, you know a lot of us do, we talk in our minds, we don't talk out loud sometimes. And if we were at the end of the flood and all these things and animals come out and, and everything, well, you know, you start looking around and I believe that Noah would have probably said something like this. Well, Lord, um, I just been through this watery situation. I don't know what type of sign that you would have from in mind. What type of reminder would you give me? And then God speaks in verse 13 of our text. He says, I do set my rainbow in the cloud. You see that? 
In other words, God says, I'm giving you a reminder that I won't do what I did to the earth anymore. Now, I know if you did like I did in hearing this rendition of this, these verses, verses 11 through 17, your mind would probably think, well, what is this miracle of the rainbow that many are still in amazement about? Well, brothers and sisters, concerning the rainbow in the sky, observers tell us that a rainbow is always directly opposite the sun from the observer. In other words, when you look at a rainbow, the sun must always be where? Behind you. Are you with me today? See, the rainbow appears in front of the observer whose back is to the sun. Therefore, the rainbow that the observer will see in the sky is caused by thousands of water droplets acting like thousands of tiny prisms, resulting the different component colors of white light to be displayed. Each falling water drop flashes its colors to the observer for just an instant before another drop takes its place, letting the rainbow appearance remain constant to the observer. In other words, you got trickles of, of, many, of many water droplets falling at very fast pace, and you got light flashing through them, and that's why you get the different colors. The rainbow's location will appear different for observers at different locations, but it is always directly opposite the sun. This means another observer will not see the rainbow if the sun is not behind them. So it will all depend on the angle of the sun in the sky in relation to where you are, providing that enough water droplets are in the atmosphere for you to see the effect of a rainbow. It is also important to note that the rainbow is light reflected to the eye at an angle of 42 degrees to the original ray of sunlight. This implies that when we see a rainbow, it is measured from each observer's eyes. Thus, no two people see the same rainbow. So when God shows it to Noah and the rest of the family standing right there at the end of this watery situation, he gives them a reminder, I will never do this again to the earth. Well, why then is the rainbow an arc shape? Where is the rest of it? You know how you go outside now? You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message made your troubles smaller, your hope greater, and your faith restored. You're invited to join me every first and third Saturday for Divine Worship Service at 10 a.m. 